Welcome to the Banegas West India podcast. Our focus is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because Swast Bharat is Sampan Bharat. Mothers are selfless beings who always put their family first whether it's their children, their household chores, family and very often they tend to forget about themselves they're running between the housework hustling between their own work at times and their self care really takes a back seat so this month on banega swast india we are asking mothers in fact we're requesting them to take care of themselves and we have a very special guest with us we have with us prashant sena coo and co-founder of momspresso a platform for mothers by mothers and of mothers thank you so much prashant for joining us today Thanks, thanks, Ambika, for having me here. So, Prashant, uh, tell us, you know, how tell us the journey that how Moms Pressers empowering mothers, you know, in their journey of motherhood. Tell us about Moms Presser, how it started. I think that's a very important topic uh, that you picked up on self care, and one of the most important topic of self care, which I would say for women in the country, is about expression, being able to express themselves. uh in the language of the choice or in the format of the choice so monstrous is a platform that women uh, there are 75000 of these women who come and create content in form of blogs videos and short stories and there are up 25 million other women who are coming coming and consuming this content what is so powerful about monstrous is the content while monstrous name sounds very english uh, 75% of the content is consumed in languages in regional languages and therefore we are in 10 languages and all the content on monspresso is created by users in the country right from kashmir to kanyakumari about what they feel about life and one thing that they really feel about is motherhood which is quite lonely uh the second thing also is you know in this uh, journey of motherhood what we also see that women are quite lonely and therefore they don't know whether to speak to their own husbands or their in-laws or their own mother but they see another tribe of women on monspresso where they can relate to they can talk to and they can resonate with and that's what monspresso is all about empowering women with uh, expression expression and like you said you all have so many women on the platform um mr sinha tell us what are the kind of issues you all see on the platform what women are facing be it in terms of mental health physical physical health as well as emotionally yeah i think yeah it's a very interesting question and what i would like to do is i'll break it in three parts the first part is in terms of physical health you know there's obviously there are women are feeling you know fatigued tired you know there are you know uh, postpartum issues that women are facing but what i would like to touch upon even bigger is this now it's even more pronounced as this uh, thing called postpartum depression which is not only a thing of the metro cities but as you go down the strata you see it across okay in terms of other issues that if you as you go lower down and look at more stuff this big sense of worthlessness you know is coming through when we talk to women and this is what this is what our, we read out of content and research yeah. this big sense of anxiety there are body changes that are happening body shaming that they feel okay uh, and the last we see is around financial there is a big thing on because the people who are working even the top strata who are working or the bottom strata and rural people who are working yeah. uh, this whole thing of financial insecurity becomes very big so yeah. at all three levels women are facing uh, facing issues uh, mental physical as well as emotional yeah and i think what you said sometimes you know the pressure also like you know what they're doing and obviously motherhood is a very time consuming job and unfortunately many times you know you put everything back and then you sometimes do feel like you said you feel worthless 
Mr. Sina, what are some of the rising health issues uh, which can be prevented or at least detected well in time so that, you know, there's not any serious consequence, which could be uh, done through self-care? So though we are not experts in the field, but given that we have 2,000 doctors on the platform who come and create content and also the mothers who raise issues, there are three areas that I will talk about. The first area is this whole thing on, we did a research uh, two years ago around you know self-care. And one thing that came out that even in metro cities, 75% of the women knew that there's a there could be issues around breast cancer, but only 25% go and take the test. So yeah. this whole issue around you know, going and taking a test is one big issue. Okay. The second big uh, issue where women always keep them at the last is their own personal health in terms of nutritional deficiencies. And deficiencies right from, you know, prepartum to postpartum, yes. if you look at from iron deficiency at one level to P12 to iodine and also DHA and omega fatty acids, the deficiency is always there, but women never take a step out to go and check that out is the second piece. Yeah. And on the mental stuff, I spoke about stuff like uh, postpartum depression, anxiety, you know, stigma, both all those kind of issues which have to be addressed by, you know, either you know, people like you or people like us um, on a continual basis, because that is something which people don't come and openly talk about. And I, like you rightly said, it's the awareness, you know, how we put it across, that women know that they can take care, you know, the fear, the factor rather than I think once they know well in time, so many things can be controlled. In fact, recently a gynecologist, uh, Mr. Sana was saying that a, most of the cancers are preventable. But if you go in time, you know, check yourself because waiting for symptoms is definitely very long. Uh, in fact, uh, Mr. Sina, you're also working with Reket uh, and the idea here is to reach uh, 7 million new moms digitally. Could you take us through your work towards promoting self-care, both rural as well as uh, urban areas? So I think yeah, it's a beautiful partnership that we have with Reket and Reket came back with this whole initiative of Reach E-Child program where the idea was, you know, uh, helping women with simple content that they can understand in the native languages. So if you look at uh, from a perspective of internet or digital world, while there are every day, there's so many people, there are, you know, close to 50 million women on Facebook only coming and consuming content, language content on uh, women health issues are very few and far between. So what we are doing with uh, Reket is we are creating very simple, you know, blogs, infographics, lives with experts, also, you know, articles and helping these women understand issues around mental health, hygiene, and also taking care of the newborns. So like you were talking about the digital platform, right? So Momspresso is a digital digital platform where you'll have a great reach. So we know the digital divide, unfortunately, in our country. How do you target rural women considering this huge divide? Yeah. So, you know, we were the early ones to understand that if you want to crack the uh, digital, the, the audience and the tier two, tier three, and also rural, you have to be language first. Okay. So in 2017 is when we launched Hindi, but Moms was only English before that. We launched Hindi and we were very clear that we don't want to translate a single piece of content. We want to originally create it. So therefore women from that uh, segment started coming and creating content. And what we realized that, you know, you just can't tell everyone to create textual content. So what we did was we created formats in which people could do very short 100 word stories or people could create video to video content, short format video content. Sure. Going forward, uh, the idea has also moved to audio, where the idea is, you know, people who don't have that much of data bandwidth with them can also consume audio content with us. Okay. Um, Mr. Sina, during the lockdown period, 
I mean, everyone was at home, whether it was work from home, whether it was trying new things, cooking, keeping a tab on the COVID situation. What has been the impact on the work-life balance? And specifically, obviously, because women, I think they were impacted more because everybody was in the house. The kids were eating, you know, at different times. Husbands were home, in-laws, parents, I mean, and plus the stress of COVID. So how has it impacted women? Yeah, so this, so we, we, do, we did continuous amount of research in that period. Okay, And what came out was, uh, women were not doing double shifts. Okay, people were doing triple shifts in the sense that you know the double shift was managing the home morning and evening. The second shift was all around managing the online classes for children, and third shift was if they're working, managing their work as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things that came out was there was a huge amount of the stress quotient was very high for women at that level. The second level was also in terms of you know uh, how do we keep uh, keep the kids actively engaged in the initial period, and therefore. They went heavy on screen time and saying that, okay, find the eye craft for kids, extracurricular activity for kids mm-hmm. at the second. And third, given that in the initial period, the restaurants were closed, you know, women were also looking at doing finding recipes. Okay. So all of these were initial uh, phase. But if you look at the third phase, the last phase of pandemic that we just saw, it was quite the contrast where women were saying, how do I get the kids away from screen time? Okay, that was one big thing. And, you know, get them ready to go back to school, given the schools were opening. The second piece was about themselves. Now that they were used to working from home and now that work is calling them back, how do they manage that piece of working from office as well as home? And third was, you know, while they were looking at immunity builders initially uh, for children and the family, now they're living out how can you keep healthy and therefore the kind of food products that can keep you healthy. This is what has come out of a research with moms in the three during the COVID period. I think you've put that out really well because as a mother, I, I can totally, you know, I mean, what you were saying, it's so true because every, every stage was a different, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. it was a different battle or a different uh, challenge. You know, Momspresso also has a COVID tracker, which I was reading about to keep a track on online behavior. What kind of consent are women, uh, content are women consuming, especially in areas of health and nutrition? Because they are the ones, obviously, it's, it's a platform by women, for women, you know, so what is the kind of content you see? So if you look at the, this, there has been a huge surge of content uh, right from the start of COVID around how can I build immunity in my children? So I think in my family. So immunity is one big um, cloud that we see in terms of data that uh, people are picking up and the content that people are picking up. The second is, you know, post-Delta, the thing was all about how do I, and everyone thought that, you know, nothing can happen to them and then you lost, you know, very close ones. So this uh, second piece of content that we saw was, you know, how to remain healthy and therefore stuff like, stuff like you know, yoga classes, you know, stuff like, you know, looking at uh, after yourself. Those are the kind of content that, you know, started picking up. And now we are seeing that, you know, this whole piece of content of how to get, get kids away from screen time is again coming back like big time. Mm-hmm. I think what it, it feels good to hear that, you know, checking on yoga and things for yourself, because that's again... Mm-hmm. Probably post-COVID, a lot of people did realize that how important their health is. Because, I mean, COVID has been, like you rightly said, you know, you never know who who it impacted. Uh, Menstruation, like people, you know, it is a taboo still. How can we really break it around it? And even women in urban areas, unfortunately, you know, one doesn't, you don't really often hear that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm late to work or unfortunately I'm not well. Can I work from home because I'm menstruating? People do hesitate saying that. And even in today, like the 21st century, so are we, I mean, uh, are we now seeing companies go that extra mile for their women employees? What is the kind of, you know, blogs or articles or content you see on your platform? 
I think, uh, you know, while there is a lot of discussions happening in the space of uh, menstrual hygiene and menstrual stigma around menstruation, but the stigma continues as you go down when we read languages, okay, and languages clearly there, okay. I think the biggest uh, service that everyone can do is to this uh, normal, uh, this mm. normal issue is this whole thing on normalizing the conversation. Yeah. And therefore, like I said about men being involved in paternity policy and you know, getting them back to work, uh, helping them, giving them leaps. Here, you need to get involved. You involve fathers, husbands, brothers in dialogues. Okay, and also the older women in the household, not to make it a stigma, because the only thing that can help is dialogue and make it normal. It is extremely normal, and there's no point, you know, hiding it or putting it under the radar and calling it a stigma by itself. Mm. Okay, I mean, I mean, that's so true, actually, it's high time we start, I mean, normalizing the like you rightly said, it's about normalizing the conversation, because it is a normal conversation. Why is it, you know, uncomfortable conversation? I think that's really well put. Tell us again, going back to Rekit, Prashant, how does Momspresso propagate messages on health, hygiene and nutrition through Rekit's Reach Each Child program? So like I said, uh, we are creating extremely simple messaging uh, in languages. And we are targeting three key states, Gujarat, Rajasthan, and Maharashtra. Given that we are in languages, with the, and we are in all three, we are in Marathi, Gujarati, and, you know, of course, Hindi. So we are creating content in all languages for them. Yeah. Uh, the four key areas that we are looking at, uh, the first key area is the first thousand days for a baby. I think that's the most important, and that's a time where mothers need maximum help. So content around that. The second, as I touched upon, uh, which came out of our research and everywhere, is this whole thing on mental health. And how do you help mothers on my mental health? The third thing is this whole thing on uh, helping the kids. The, the, the no kids. There can't be any malnutrition in kids. Mm-hmm. That's the third area that we are possibly touching upon. And all very critical because 1000 days is where it starts from. Yeah. But another important, uh, you know, I mean, I would say point uh, suggestion, Mr. Sinha, is sometimes, you know, women, because I was talking to, again, a gynecologist for this documentary. And, you know, it's that women take care during their pregnancy. And the minute they deliver... They totally fall back. I mean, they're taking care of the child, but they forget having their, you know, those the extra medicines they need or anything they need. They just drop everything. So I wish, you know, when we had talk about thousand days that they still keep focusing on themselves because they think up oh, the babies happen, you know, we should just take care of the baby. So I think that's something which a lot of women do. Momspresso is growing every single day. In fact, I've been closely working with you all. What is the way forward for Momspresso now? I think uh, there are some very simple things that we need to do now, given that we have this engine going of women creating content and other women consuming content. One of the biggest things that is happening is the amount of content that is coming in Monspresso is huge. Therefore, you know, through our data initiatives, uh, we want to personalize the content to whatever level possible for everyone to be able to consume the right amount of content and the relevant content for her. That's one. The second is, as we go down the you know the the strata from lower tier two to tier three cities, we are adding languages. So from ten languages, we move to fourteen languages in next twelve to eighteen months. And third, as I said, is the initiative around audio, uh, where the idea is we enable people to create content in audio format and consume in audio format as well. So great stuff uh, lined up. I mean, you know, congratulations and wish you all the very best. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's it on the Banika Swast India podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swast India. 
You can also connect with us on the Banega Swastindya handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue with the conversations through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.